from him who gathers the blind and the lame from the farthest parts of the earth, and from him who restores sight with a single word. Come all grace, mercy, and peace to each of you today. It's our, uh, our gospel lesson from Mark chapter 10 that will serve as a basis for the sermon this morning. Helen Keller once communicated, the only thing worse than being blind is having sight but no vision. You know, I've had sight most of my life. <laughs> and I say most of my life. I've never been blinded, but I have been blinded. And I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what that means in a second here. I've witnessed great sunsets and beautiful things in nature. I've witnessed the birth of my children. I've seen great endings of sporting events. And yet, I have been so blinded at times in my life that I've, I've, I've missed out on seeing even greater things. How can that be? How can I have sight but no vision? I've known people who were born physically without eyesight who have had crystal clear vision. Clearer vision than I could ever have had. One of them was my college roommate. A guy that was born blind and yet 20-20 vision in his soul. Greater vision than I could have ever had. And if I'm being honest with you today, it was because of God working through my roommate that my wretched soul was saved many years ago. And my, store, my eyesight has been recovered. You know, sometimes I think we focus too much on a person's condition rather than on their disposition. And I think this is very important in understanding this account of blind Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus, who's known as a poor blind beggar. Most of us know this is another one of Jesus' miracle healings of a blind man. But what tends to get missed is what's seen in the finer details in this account. Because I'm not so sure, my friends, that Bartimaeus was blind all of his life. So another day in the life of Jesus as he's walking into Jericho, and of course in the immediacy of Mark, no sooner does in one breath does Jesus walk into Jericho, that we find him walking out of Jericho in the next sentence, this time with a crowd and, uh, and his disciples gathering around him. And as he's walking out, this voice from a street side calls out to him. And it doesn't call out to him because the owner of this voice had eyesight. It called out because the owner of those voices' ears were opened up and heard that Jesus of Nazareth was walking by. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. Mark tells us that this wasn't just some unnamed man like what we find in most of the accounts in Jesus' healing. No, this is Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a poor blind beggar. But we also know that this man is a man of persistence. As he cries out the first time, there's those in the crowds who seek to still his voice as if he doesn't have a say in anything. Oh, you're just some stupid blind man on the corner. Where would Jesus? You don't, have, you don't get to reach out in your voice. But he's persistent. He cries out louder even a second time, Son of David, have mercy on me! Man, what faith. What faith to not be allow outside voices to quell what's in his spirit in this moment in time? He's unperturbed. Because guess what? 
What do you think would have happened if he remained silent? He might not have heard these words that Jesus speaks to him through the disciples. Take heart. Get up. He's calling you. If Mark left things right here, what might our assumptions be of this account? Perhaps because we knew that he was a blind, poor beggar. Maybe our assumption would be that Jesus would go on to restore his sight. Or give him money so he didn't have to beg anymore. Or perhaps, like many, our assumptions might be that this account's all about persistence. About being bold and speaking out. Raising our voices when those who seek to keep us down. But that's not what happens, is Fortunately, Mark fills in the rest of the account and tells us what Bartimaeus is really after. We get to learn a little bit more about Bartimaeus as he's summoned by Jesus. Jesus calls him through his disciples. He gets up, and what does Mark tell us he does? He takes the only thing that's valuable to him that he has in his possession, his cloak, and he throws it aside. What's more, this blind man springs right up off the ground and goes over to Jesus. Now, I want you to think about something, because this hit me like a ton of bricks. This man has been on the roadside with the only possession that he have, maybe call it his whoopee, <laughs> his comfort blanket, whatever, right, his cloak. The only thing that he has, and the only thing that he knows is the surrounding immediately in front of him. And somehow, blinded, he jumps right up and runs right to the voice of Jesus. What's that tell you about him? To me, it tells me that this man was comfortable with what was right in front of him. So comfortable so that he wasn't worried on jumping up and tripping over something. He wasn't scared, was he? No, he jumped right up and he went right over to Jesus. You know, if you're not familiar with surroundings, I imagine it would be hard to get up. <laughs> be worried about tripping on somebody's things, right? But that's not what Bartimaeus does. He knew what was going on. And then upon seeing Jesus and being asked, what it is that he, Bartimaeus, wants. He's bold in his faith. I love what he says. Rabbi, listen to these words and let them sink in. Rabbi, let me recover my sight. Rabbi, let me recover my sight. What does that tell you about Bartimaeus? What does that word recover mean? To get back again tells me that at some point in Bartimaeus' life, maybe he had his eyesight. Maybe he, he, was, he saw previously and then was blinded by something. But now he still has that faith to ask Jesus to reach out to the one source of healing and ask for his eyesight back so he can see again. I love that this version of the ESV. I get the notion that Bartimaeus was on the right path here and asking what he was asking for. Whatever the case, the Lord's mercy and grace abounds is reflected in the words of Jesus in His response. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Notice what else He says that, or doesn't say to Bartimaeus here. He didn't say, Get up, your faith has made you well, and follow me. <laughs> Drop your cloak and follow me. No, go your way. Your faith has made you well. 
Nor did he say to Bartimaeus, hey, get up and go see great things again, right? I've restored your sight to you. No, get up. Go your way. Your faith has made you well. Perhaps he says this in, in saying and in implying that you're truly healed, then you're going to know which way to go. Because what does Bartimaeus do when he gets up? He gets off the street corner and he gets behind Jesus and follows him down the road. He didn't go his own way. He goes the way of Christ. That's having our eyes open, is it not? Seeing what's down the road and not what's in our immediate surroundings in front of us. Laying aside those things that we've been clinging to as crutches and canes and whatnot. That's a confidence found in faith. Following Jesus on this path. And this wasn't any ordinary path as Jesus left Jericho. This was His final path towards Jerusalem. Towards the cross. Towards the future of God's people. Towards salvation. I'm reminded of a story years ago that I heard of a a poet and an artist that were, they were studying this painting. And it was a painting of the blind, the blind men. And they were, they were analyzing the details of this. And the poet saw everything in excellent form. In the form of Christ, the grouping of the individuals, the expression on the faces of the main characters. But the artist saw this painting in a different light. The artist looked at it and said, do you see the discarded cane and the cloak laying off in the corner over there? When the blind man heard of Christ, he was so sure of being healed that he left it behind, firmly believing that he was no longer going to need it. To the artist, the blind man hastened to the Lord as if he was already healed. To the poet, it was a different story. That's vision to see the ways of Christ, to know where He's leading us down a path, to get off of the street corner in our immediate surroundings and those things that we've been doing all these years in our lives that make us comfortable, and to say, I'm stepping out on faith, but I've got to have the vision, Jesus, to see that. Lead me. Guide me. That's a boldness and a confidence found in faith. But perhaps we don't come directly to the Savior and Helper because we think that we have all that we need in our immediate surroundings and right in front of us, right on the side of the road. When I read this account about blind Bartimaeus, I find myself oftentimes identifying with both Bartimaeus and the ones in the crowd who are trying to quiet Bartimaeus' voice. There are days when I'm the one who's blind and in need and stuck on the street side. And there's other days when I'm walking confidently with the Lord but hear somebody else crying out, and I tell them to be quiet. I think that's symptomatic of all of us human beings. Who do you identify with in this story? Do you see yourself as Bartimaeus? The people in the crowd? Or maybe a little bit of both? Because as baptized children of God, we're not only cleansed of our original sin, but we're given new eyes to see the vision that God has given to us of restoration and salvation. Our lives in this earthly journey as God's children, they're not intended to be spent sitting on the side of the road while others walk down, or while Jesus walks down the road into the future. Or to be clinging on to the things that make us comfortable in our immediate surroundings. We may prefer to remain blind at times because we might find it more difficult 
to travel the way of Jesus. But the only true way in life is moving forward, down the road with Christ. So what are those crutches today that we're hanging on to, that we need to let go of and leave behind? What are the things that are leaving us blind and not causing us to, to see down the road? The Lord, my friends, is always near us in word and sacrament. We have the Holy Spirit given to us in our baptisms to guide us and lead us in the ways of Christ. And when we stray off the path or bounce sitting on the side, our ears help us to hear through Holy Spirit, Jesus of Nazareth being near us. We need to cry out like Bartimaeus did. Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on us. Restore our vision to us. Remove these scales from our eyes. Send us down that road. Help us to see those people out in our communities that need help. Help us to not just be a lump of dirt, but to be your molded clay, to move forward, to help others recover their sight. For not only do we get stuck on the side of the road, but sometimes we're the people in the crowd telling others to be quiet as if their voice doesn't count. We so need Jesus in our lives. Vision impairment is a serious condition and can only be corrected through Christ. We need to recover our sight and follow Jesus down that road. And when we call out to Him, we can be confident that Jesus hears us and invites us into His forgiving presence, healing our sight, renewing our vision, and helping us to see those moments in our lives at the grocery store, in the schools, in our workplace, in our communities where the gospel needs to reach the ears of the broken. The Lord knows our condition, and the Lord can change our disposition. So let us get off the curb. Let us walk confidently now down the street and follow the way of the Lord to sights unseen. That's living in the vision that the Lord has for you and for me. And to God be all the glory. Amen.